everybody. Welcome to The Kelly O Show. I'm your host, Kelly Alexa. This show is dedicated to inspiring women of all ages to pursue excellence in mind, body, and business. After decades of playing small in my own life and staying in the comfort zone, a couple of years of massive chaos and drama in my personal and my professional life forever changed me for the better. Through some tough lessons, I evolved and I became a stronger and more confident version of myself, fearless and finally, unapologetically myself. I am now designing my life bigger and better than ever before. And most importantly, I'm designing a life on my terms that is full of joy and happiness. And I think that this is something that's been missing for so many women. They're either staying in the comfort zone like I was Or they've got a life that looks pretty good on the outside, but it's missing real joy and health and happiness. And that is no bueno. I believe that the future is female. And every week, this show is going to bring you incredible interviews and live shows that I hope is going to motivate you to take massive action in your life, to leave the comfort zone and go all in again to pursue achieving excellence in mind, body, and in business. I hope you enjoy the show and let's dive in. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Kelly O Show. Today is a two-part episode, 60 minutes total, and it's just me. This is my Kelly O solo show on the topic of chronic headaches and chronic migraines. You've heard me reference this in past episodes, and I promised those of you that follow me on social media, those of you that are connected with me personally on Facebook, etc., a lot of people have been asking for me to do this show. I'm also going to have a very detailed blog post over at kellyalexa.com, so head on over there. You'll see information. Everything I referenced here will be in the show notes at thekellyoshow.com, but also I will link to a blog post I'm doing, which will also have links to a lot more products, books, resources, um, and a lot more detailed information that I referenced in this uh, two-part episode. Again, that will be at kellyalexa.com on my personal blog. So make sure you're subscribed over there as well. But again, this is a two-part episode with myself. I'm not interviewing myself, but I'm just talking about my experience from start to what I believe is now finished, where I've gotten my life back. Um, And this is everything you need to know about chronic headaches and migraines. And this will be a work in progress, I have no doubt. Um, Not only will I be having a ton of experts on the show to talk about migraines, including my neurologist and my doctor, but I will no doubt be back um, sharing additional information that I learn um, as I continue to treat myself based on the input of my doctors. So sit back and enjoy. Again, this is a two-part episode, 60 minutes in total, and I hope it's helpful. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to The Kelly O Show. This is going to be a Kelly O solo show, and I'm going to be talking today about my very negative experience with chronic pain and specifically what I've been, and a lot of you tuning in, you've You've been witnessing me sharing this uh, for the past six, seven months, um, my experience with chronic headaches and migraines. And so many of you, the more that I started sharing it, um, you know, everything that I was was dealing with, all the time that I've missed from working out and from work, I mean, it has absolutely been debilitating in my in my life, personally and professionally. But the more I shared it, the more I heard from so many of you that you are dealing with, well, quite a lot, I'll say this, 
when I share this, I've done Facebook lives on this over on the Kelly O show on Facebook. Um, I've done a Facebook live, I think on my personal page, I've done a Facebook live interacting with the ladies in my Facebook group, a year of you first, all of you ladies listening, feel free to head on over to Facebook and join that free group. It's all about accountability and community and not just specifically limited to fitness, certainly with a focus on fitness, but we're also really just talking about just that a year of putting ourselves first. Um, but everywhere that I shared this, when I was, you know, ex- sharing with people like, "Hey, I can't do this next, w- you know, next week. I'm still dealing with headaches or migraines." When I was polling my my audiences here on Instagram, on Facebook, over seventy seven percent of people, on average, responded that they deal with headaches on a regular basis. When I polled on migraines. More than 43% on average said that they deal with migraines. A solid number of people who deal with migraines have been dealing with them for years. Many of them have never sought out the expert help of you know somebody in the medical field, whether it's uh, just a primary care doc or a neurologist. And frankly, I think quite a lot of people don't realize what steps they can take. I, because this has affected my life in such a huge negative way, I realized that I wanted to share everything I've been able to learn with all of you. And so what I'm doing today is sharing in this podcast, um, first, I'm going to share with you how this, this whole situation came to be in my life. You know, how did this, how did the headaches and migraine situation present itself? Um, How did it progress? What measures did I take um, to try to get relief? What worked? What didn't work? What did I learn? And then what have I inevitably come, you know, how have I gotten to the point where I am today? I'm recording this um, in the early stages of March, and I have now been, I'm on my sixth week of being able to function like a normal human being. I have been able to have five solid weeks of working out again. That's huge. Um, So for me to feel like I've really just been given the gift of having my life back is huge. And knowing how many of you are dealing with this, I want to help you. So the first step is here. I'm recording this podcast today. The next step is I will, in the show notes at thekellyoshow.com, I will link to a blog post where I will share even more detail, link to a lot of books, products that I've bought that are supportive, um, some of that, some of which have helped. In fact, I actually posted something on the Kelly O Show Instagram today that was one of the tips I learned throughout this process, and, and it was, um, I'll just go ahead and say it. When you have a really bad headache or migraine, this is completely out of order, but I'm going to say it because I referenced it. Um, If you can get a big pack of ice, and what I did is we have these um, uh, round ice cube uh, maker things. (laughs) I can't think of the word for making uh, old fashions, you know, or, or if you're having, you know, whiskey drinks and you want to have a big ice cube that doesn't melt. There's actually these molds that you can buy on Amazon. I'll go ahead and link those up too, even though we're talking about headaches. Um, You can have the, so it makes almost like a a huge golf ball size um, ice cube. And I would take those because I had seen a post on Instagram 
that if you take a big chunk of ice and put it at the very nape of your neck in the back and hold it there for 10 or 15 minutes, it can provide immense relief. And on one of the last times I had a migraine, um, that did actually work tremendously well. Um, it's very hard sometimes. It's obviously going to make you very cold, um, but it works tremendously well. So I will link up to all that stuff and, again, do a detailed blog post on kellyalexa.com. I'll link to it in the show notes that are going to be featured on thekellyoshow.com. So bottom line is, if you head over to either one of those URLs, you'll be able to find this. So let me dive in. Um, when did I first start uh, dealing with the whole headache and migraine situation? The truth is, I moved from Austin to San Antonio in the end of March. So gosh, we're coming up on a year. Um, I'm recording this March 11th, 2020. And I think it was March 23rd. Then I moved down from Austin to San Antonio and my man and I moved in together. And I do remember um, when I lived in Austin, I'd lived in Austin probably about three years before that. I can't believe it's been that long. I definitely had experienced migraines up there. The first migraine I ever had was, and I'd never had migraines my whole life. The first migraine I ever had was it came it came on uh, when I lived in Chicago when I was put on Lolaestrin Fay, um, a birth control pill that is horrible. What I mean, all birth control pills are awful. That's a whole other show, and we're going to be doing a lot of shows on birth control to educate you on that. Um, but Lolaestrin Fay, um, I gained like twenty pounds in a month. Um, it, it completely changed my metabolism. My OBGYN at the time put, put me on it because I was having excessive bleeding all like 20 days out of the month, just bleeding all the time. And I wasn't on the pill. So she's like, let's put you on the pill. And I gained weight and I had migraines. So we went off the pill. I ended up having uterine ablation and I didn't really have migraines that much. I mean, for me, a migraine was so rare. I mean, I, I would think maybe two a year, if that, when I was in Chicago, when I moved to Austin, um, the the year before I moved down here to San Antonio, I had enough migraines that, and I do remember specifically, there was one weekend where um, Steve was up with me and I spent the whole weekend in bed because I could barely move. Um, and I, I remember because we started watching this series on Netflix called, the, I think called The Bodyguard. He ended up watching the whole series because I was like a sloth in bed. Now, as a sidebar, for those of you that are listening, because this is a public service announcement for those of us that have suffered from migraines, and I can also speak as somebody who in my younger life had never experienced a migraine, and when I heard people say, oh, I have to call in from work, I have a migraine, or when people would you know, bow out of social events because they said they had a migraine, I used to judge people, um, and I used to roll my eyes and go, oh my God, give me a break, take some Excedrin. I really had no idea how crippling a migraine is. And for those of you that are listening, if you know somebody in your personal life who experiences migraines and maybe they've told you it's really bad, but you don't get it. Let me just tell you, it is, it's pain I wouldn't wish on anybody. And it, the reason it's so different from other kinds of pain, because there's literally, there's no relief from a migraine especially if you haven't gone down the path I have. And there is relief in the form of medication, but I think a lot of people are misinformed and don't know that. And so you can end up being at this place where you try to suffer through it, just using over-the-counter drugs or, or resting. 
and it's miserable. Um, a regular headache in my whole life, I would always, you know, I'd have a headache. It would be rare. I would take Excedrin. It would go away. It's pretty simple. And I think that's the experience for so many people. When I get a migraine, I can feel it. And I know when one's coming on because the pain is always on one side of your head. And the best way that I can describe it is it feels like when it's coming on, it feels like somebody has taken my head, the left side of my head, put it in a vice and, and squeezed it really hard. And then I'm just stuck there. So imagine somebody putting that kind of pressure on your head, but instead of it being like two minutes or 30 seconds, it's just, it just continues unabated. So it's, it's nonstop throbbing. And, and pressure. I would describe it as more pressure, constant, steady pressure, not throbbing, not like a pounding headache, just throbbing. And then most people will experience nausea. So feeling seasick, feeling like, oh my God, I have, and, and for me, the thought of eating my normal healthy food, salads, protein, um, fish, anything like that makes me want to throw up. The only thing that I can comprehend being able to keep down oatmeal, bread, toast, crackers. <laughs> so as a fitness person, quote unquote, um, it's very difficult to have migraines because you're, you, you feel like you need to eat foods that you're trying to typically avoid in your fitness journey because it's all carbs. I mean, again, I know that carbs aren't bad, but come on, you know, you don't want to, when I have a migraine, literally there have been days with migraines where all I've eaten for three days in a row are plain bagels toasted with butter spray because that's all I could handle. That's all I want to eat. And then you eat something to quell the nausea and it doesn't go away. So it's almost like you're in this torturous thing where you want to feel better. You eat something because you think that'll make you feel better. And then you don't feel better. And then you feel guilty because you've eaten. And it's just this horrible cycle, right? So pain that throbs on one side of your head. A lot of people have this thing called aura which blurs their vision, I believe. I've never had it. I get horrible nausea and horrible, horrible pain. And a lot of people have extreme sensitivity to light. That's why if, if you know somebody, you might see that they go in a dark room, they put a cold compress over their eyes. Um, the worst part about a migraine for me um, is the combination of those two things, but also knowing that literally nothing makes the pain go away. And try to imagine, if you will, um, for me, this is the other best way to describe it, like laying on the floor and somebody taking a 25 pound kettlebell and putting it on, you know, you're laying on the floor on your side and they put it on the left side of your head. That would feel pretty heavy, right? And pretty intense. And yet you'd think, oh, I'll just take it off my head. But imagine if that pain and that pressure felt that way and you knew that you had to endure it for 12 hours, 12 hours, like it can't go away. You can't take Excedrin and make it go away. You might see Excedrin migraine in the stores, even though they're running low in stock right now, and think, oh, I'll just take Excedrin migraine. It doesn't work that way. It Nothing, nothing over the counter is typically going to touch a migraine. And you just literally have to endure it. And for me, um, a migraine, when they have come historically, they are three days. So the first day it would be like I would get a migraine at two o'clock in the afternoon, usually after a workout. Um, I get it. I get a migraine and I would pretty much know that the rest of the day was shot. And then I would go to bed that night. I would wake up. Maybe I'd feel okay. I might have a moderate headache and by noon it would come back and I would have a migraine at like maybe 60% of what it was the day before, but it was still enough that I felt 
I have to be out of work. Um, and then the next day it would be like a third of what it was before. So it's, it's like it, it diminishes, but it's three days. And this is also very common. Some people have seven day migraines. Some people have two day migraines. The bottom line is it's absolutely debilitating. So I wanted to go into that kind of detail because if some of you are listening and you have a spouse or significant other or a son or a daughter or anybody that you know, and you've been rolling your eyes at their suffering, please have compassion because it's it's truly one of the worst experiences. And when it becomes chronic, like I've had, many of you have heard me say this, this really started to get bad for me. Um, I, I would say it started becoming a problem right when I moved down to San Antonio, it became an extreme problem in by July. And then by September, that's when it's like all hell broke loose. And I really couldn't work, couldn't work out. It just got progressively worse and worse and worse. So when it takes over your life like that, and I can literally look back and tell you guys without exaggeration that over the past seven months, I've missed 70 to 75, maybe even 80% of my quality time for work and for working out, I'm not exaggerating. That's huge. If I didn't run my own businesses um, and I was in corporate America, without question, I would have lost my job. I mean, when you realize that something like this can take a toll on you like that, you understand how absolutely crazy this is. So that's my sidebar for those of you that don't suffer from this to understand how serious this is. Now, back to updating you on the the uh, timeline of events and then what I discovered along the way. So first I moved down to um, San Antonio. Again, just to summarize, when I lived in Austin, I had started to have more migraines, but they weren't regular. I just know that I had them enough that I brought it to the attention of my doctor. Now he had recommended an over-the-counter supplement that's, I believe it's turmeric-based. It's called Migranol, um, and it is something that is preventative. And I will link up to all of this stuff in my blog post. Um, And I started taking that regularly. I also, at that time, was taking uh, an antihistamine, an all-natural antihistamine called Dehist. I will link up to that as well. I'm sharing that with you contextually because you'll understand why in a little bit why I'm bringing that up. But there was a lot of a lot of things that I did really well when I was up in Austin that when I first moved down here I don't know why but a lot of my good habits went by the wayside and particularly a lot of my good habits around supplementation went by the wayside. So some of these things that I was taking back then that I'm now taking again to deal with being this person that's prone to headaches and migraines, um, I let go by the wayside. So I was taking Migranol um, because my doctor had recommended it because I had had, let's just say several migraines. Um, but by the time I moved down here, you know, I, I really hadn't had a lot of migraines. And for some reason, I kind of got sloppy with my supplement taking. And, and I think part of it was just to be real, I don't like taking a lot of pills and I got tired of spending five or $600 a month on all of these different supplements and vitamins. So there were some where I look at it and go, you know what? I haven't had a migraine in a while. I'm not going to take this anymore. I haven't had allergies in a while. I'm not going to take this anymore. And that's, what's funny is we're taking these supplements to prevent certain situations. So then we don't have the situations anymore. And then we think we don't need it. And what happens is 
we realize after we've let those habits go, they were helping prevent those situations. I certainly realized that. So by the time I moved down to San Antonio, um, I remember Steve and I went on a vacation out to wine country and the headaches I know at that point must have been, now this is more headaches, less migraines. The headaches for me were consistent enough that while we were on vacation, I made an appointment to see an optometrist out in Napa Valley and get prescription blue blocking um, glasses to wear while I'm working. I have them on right now because I figured that the reason I was popping Excedrin around the clock, and I'm not exaggerating, I was taking Excedrin in the morning, in the afternoon, in the middle of the day, um, before bed. I was taking it all day because I literally had a headache all the time. Um, And I realized that that wasn't good to be popping that much Excedrin. I knew I was destroying my liver, right? And so got the optometrist appointment, had the, you know, the the test come back. And, you know, I'm very, um, I still always mix this up. I think I'm farsighted. I can only, I can see things far, but up close, they get blurry. So I got my new glasses, came back. I I got these really great, like Claire Underwood glasses. And I thought, oh, amazing. This is going to fix it. I felt better for three weeks and then the headaches came back. And so then I started thinking, oh, it must be stress. It's because I've moved. My best friend of, you know, 35 years or so had passed away right around Easter. Very suddenly, she was only 50 years old. Um, I'd gone through a lot of trauma, obviously. You know, with a, we think about a move and the death of a best friend. Um, I was making big changes in my business. Um, there was a lot of stuff going on. So I started to think, maybe I'm getting these headaches because of stress. So I started to really focus on um, getting back to stress reduction measures, self-care, yada, yada, yada. That didn't work. So when I told you that by July of 2019, things were getting worse, the reason I remember that is we went home to Chicago and we're home for the 4th of July holiday. I think we were home for about 10 days. And there's supposed to be a big cookout on Sunday at my brother's house. And that was going to be the only time that I was going to get to see my brother and my nieces. And um, I ended up having to stay home in the hotel all day with Steve because I had a migraine and I had a migraine all the next day. And I had a migraine when we flew home the day after that. And I remember having to call my doctor, having him having to call prescriptions in in Chicago, I think he called in sumatriptan um, and I took it and it kind of was like, it felt like it decreased the pain 50%, but it really didn't do anything. And so I just remember going, okay, this sucks. And I'm trying to think of what the next thing was that, that we started to look into. I believe it was probably um, allergies, you know, and that's why I brought up before you know, I, I mean, essentially what started to happen after that trip, we came back is the headaches just became more regular. And then the migraines became more, um, they're like, well, headaches aren't enough. Let's just pop in with some migraines. So the migraines became more common. Um, and then what happened is over the last three to four months of 2019, um, both of them just became more common, more intense, um, and then the migraines became, uh, you know, more intense and, and each one was more debilitating than the last. Um, and I was missing workout time, uh, work time, 
<laughs> I canceled more meetings and more appointments than I can possibly imagine. But I do know that the several things that I looked into as basically, I felt like, what the hell is causing this? I haven't changed my diet. Um, I don't, you know, I kept thinking, is there asbestos poisoning in our house? Like, is there a mold issue? I, I just began to freak out and wonder, like, what is going on with me? So I know somewhere in there, we had an MRI done. The MRI came back, I don't want to say inconclusive, but it basically showed, you know, we didn't have a brain tumor. There was no masses, no tumors of any kind. They just showed that there were white spots all over my brain from all of the headaches. To some degree, I was glad that it showed that because at least I felt like I wasn't faking it. You know, sometimes when you're dealing with chronic pain and things that just don't go away, you begin to wonder if people around you think you're crazy. And I certainly felt that way. I felt embarrassed by not being able to work, embarrassed by not being able to work out, embarrassed by the fact that, you know, here I moved down to San Antonio to move in with the love of my life. And I'm like, yeah, I just had to lay on the couch all day today, like a sloth. I was embarrassed um, and pissed off and angry. And yet at the same time, I'm trying to calm down and be positive, you know, and heal myself. So I'm doing all this reading, doing all this research. Then we started to look into, I'm trying to think of how this came about, um, this whole histamine uh, intolerance thing and allergy thing. I think it was actually my mom. Um, I was having a conversation with my mom and she said, do you think that you're, she was joking. Of course she goes, maybe you're allergic to Steve. Ha ha ha. And then she said, no, have you ever thought maybe it has to do with the Texas climate? And I'm like, this can't be. But then I did some Googling because for some reason that statement was bothering me. And I remember I Googled something to the effect of, I moved to San Antonio, Texas, and I have headaches all the time. And I stumbled on these forums with all these people who had moved to Texas from all different regions of the country. And they had all discovered that Texas has a intense um, concentration of allergens because they don't ever have snow and frost which up north kill a lot of the allergens. And down here, they have this thing called cedar fever, which we're at the tail end of right now. It's basically some intense kind of um, allergy. So I was like, oh my God, here's all these people who had sinus headaches. And apparently, you know, when your sinuses get mad, crazy, stuffed up, I've never had sinus issues. They can present as something close to a migraine. Um, all of these people in all these forums said what helped them was to take an over-the-counter antihistamine every day and a tablespoon of local Texas honey with bee pollen in it so that you build up a histamine tolerance because they're like histamines are what cause um, headaches. So I'm like, yes, I found the solution. And I was so excited. And I believe this was kind of edging towards later fall. You know, some of this is, is a blur as far as what happened at exactly what time. So I remember going out and buying Texas honey. Um, I went out and ordered the dehist again that I had been taking in Austin, started to take that. You front load it for a week and yada, yada, yada. And um, then I made an appointment with a new primary care doctor down here in um, San Antonio, went to see her, told her all my symptoms. She's like, oh, I'm sure you have allergies. I'm sure that's what it is. And she told me to take um, uh, sprays of saline in my nose every morning and every evening, as well as Flonase, in addition to the dehist and the honey. And so I remember leaving that 
um, doctor's appointment going, this is it. This is what's going to solve my headaches. And she, I think at that point as well, I had circled back with my doctor in Austin. Now he had called in previously for me, but I'd never picked it up because I thought the only, so he called in a prescription to me for me for Nadolol, N-A-D-O-L-O-L. Okay. That is a preventative migraine medication. I had never picked it up because I thought the only thing Dr. Sebring was calling in for me was um, like the sumatriptan stuff, the stuff that you take when you take a when you have a migraine. And because that didn't work for me, I just never picked up the rest of the medications. Well, when I had circled back with Dr. Sebring before getting my new primary care doctor down here in San Antonio, he said, "Are you taking the Nadolol?" And I said, "No, what's that?" And he's like, Basically, dude, that's a a preventative migraine medication. Why are you not taking it? So I went and I picked that up. I had started taking that the week before I saw the new primary care doc. I go to the primary care doc and she said, now here's where you have to be. Let me call this out to you guys. This is where you really have to know your stuff and be very proactive and an advocate for your own health when you're talking to doctors, particularly when you're talking to multiple doctors. So I told her I was on Natalol, and what she told me was, I think you have allergies. Let's get you off the Natalol. Just use these anti-allergy approaches. Let's see if that works because you can always go back on the Natalol. Okay, knowing what I know now, I never, ever, ever should have gone off Natalol. Um, There are health complications you can have when you start that medication. It is a beta blocker. Um, you are not supposed to just abruptly stop it. I'm a little surprised, frankly, that this doctor told me to do that. Um, but I only went off of it for a week and the migraines were back. So even though I thought for sure, I thought for sure it was going to be the allergy situation because the headaches and migraines got worse specifically after I moved to San Antonio. So I really thought it was a San Antonio geographic kind of a thing. The truth is, here's a predictor for you guys that are tuning into this. You might never know what causes your migraines and headaches. Um, It could be a cumulative effect of a lot of things. It could be um, things that have happened over time. It could be several different things. So just know that. Um, I can't tell you right now, even though I know I'm in a place where I can now function and am under treatment, um, I don't really know what caused this situation. I don't know what it is that we're solving. And I really, I'm almost to the point where I don't care. Um, I think those of you that have been suffering, you're probably listening going, I really don't care either. Just tell me how I can get help. Hey everybody, you've reached the end of part one of this two-part episode on headaches and migraines. Make sure you tune into part two.